O God of creation, for the bounteous gifts of the earth, for the abundance of life and color and diversity, for the overflowing potential of the human heart. For all these we offer thanksgiving and praise, for through them you invite us into your very presence, calling each of us by name. Christ Jesus, your reign is both within this world and beyond it. You empower us to serve in your name as disciples and teachers and mentors and friends, inviting each person to know that we belong, head, heart, soul, as you call each of us by name. Through the poor in spirit, through the humble in heart, through those who show mercy, you remind us to be blessings to one another as you woo us to wholeness and to life, as you call each of us by name. There is a lot going on in the life of our community this day. It's Stewardship Sunday. It's Thanksgiving Sunday. It's the Reign of Christ Sunday. It's the Sunday when we're still trying to wrap our heads around what happened with our national election and all the protests and subsequent acts of violence and racism taking place around the country. And this Sunday, we have the delight to celebrate the sacrament of baptism. So where do we begin? We begin where we always do with scripture. We are a people of the book. And from the book today, we hear these words written by the Apostle Paul to the faithful in the town of Colossae. If you'd like to follow along, they're printed in your bulletin insert. Let us listen for God's word. May you be strong with all the strength that comes from Christ's glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to God, who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. Yahweh has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us 
into the kingdom of the beloved Son, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in Christ, all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers. All things have been created through him and for him. Jesus himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Jesus is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have a place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace through the cross. May God speak to us through these words. These words. Particularly those ones, may you be strong with all the strength that comes from Christ's glorious power. May you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to God who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. These words seem fitting for today, a prescription perhaps of how we are to live and move and be with one another during these days. For these days, for many of us, have been very difficult since November 8th. Our country is divided. We can't deny or sugarcoat this. People are encouraged, others are discouraged. On those in one camp, they can't reconcile or make sense of those in the other. In a post-election letter from the faculty of San Francisco Theological Seminary, we read, this election is bigger than any individual candidate. This election reflects a larger schism in the soul of the United States, and we are left with an outcome that wounds the most valuable. As a result, many are experiencing a season of fear division, and chaos. Now, fear, division, and chaos are not new to the human family. The world has experienced times like this down through the millennia. But a question that must be asked is how will we respond? How will we respond in our time, in our day, in our lives? We who call ourselves Christians, I need, I believe, need to look deep within ourselves, to take a long, loving look, if you will, to see how, if, we are living our lives modeled on the life and the teachings of the Christ. Today is the final day in the liturgical year. It's known as Christ the King, or the reign of Christ, as we say here. But what exactly does it mean, the reign of Christ? Is there any significance in it for us? Or is this something so far away in the future that we can conveniently ignore it in the present? Unfortunately and ultimately, no. The reign of Christ, as we heard from Colossians 1, is about strength. 
It's about power. It's about glory. The reign of Christ is about endurance and patience. It's about being rescued from the grip of the temptations and the habits that lead us astray. The reign of Christ is about living a realm of new inclinations and possibilities. It's about the difference that redemption and forgiveness make in our lives. The reign of Christ is also about joy and thanksgiving. You see, my friends, the reign of Christ is up to us. For if not us, then who? For the Christ dwells in each of us through the Spirit. Now this may sound very mysterious, and in one sense it is. But what this means is that it's all about us together as a community, regardless of who we voted for. This means it's about our concern for the least of these. It means about our concern for justice. Justice for each other. Justice for the planet justice for all of life. Paul told the Corinthian community, for in Christ the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Christ is an icon, the image of God through whom all things are reconciled, whether on earth or in heaven. The reign of Christ is where we live all the time. It's why we work for justice and inclusion. It's why we gather here Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. It's why we pray for the world. It's why we write letters through Amnesty International. It's why we practice stewardship in one form that we have just done. It's why we break bread and share a cup. It's why we baptize in the name of the triune God, welcoming new Christians to the beloved community as we will shortly do with LMA. No, the reign of Christ, Christ's kingdom, is the heart of the matter. It is the heart of our lives, our faith. It is what matters. There's a church in Akron, Ohio, that used to have, I don't know if it still does, on its signboard out front, this motto or this phrase. The main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. Get it? The main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. As I have sat with the events of the past 12 days in light of these words to the Colossian community, I have begun to realize the immediacy of the rule of Christ in my life, in our lives, in the life of our world and the corporate life of our country. This reminded me of those words by Dietrich Bonhoeffer in Life Together. We must be ready to allow ourselves to be interrupted by God. We must allow ourselves to be ready to be interrupted by God. God will be constantly crossing our path, changing or canceling our plans. I don't know about you, but I feel that I have been interrupted by God. I feel that God has crossed my path, canceling my plans. Or possibly another way of understanding this or saying this is that my expectations have not been met and the Spirit is inviting me to recalibrate, to go back to my center, 
back to my heart where I find my strength. This is what the results of the elections have done to me. I'm sure they've affected you in a variety of ways as well. Now, as many of you know, I spend a great part of my life listening to others. It's what pastors are supposed to do, but it's what spiritual directors always do. This past 12 days, I've sat with 20 people in one-hour sessions, and all but two have spent the entire time, the entire time, talking about their shock, their anger, their grief, that's my word, not theirs, around the election. This sense of shock and loss felt to me similar to what I was hearing as I was listening with people after 9-11. The difference is, from my perspective, at 9-11, people were afraid. These past 12 days, people have felt hopeless. This is temporary. I am certain of this. But this is my read on how folks have been feeling. And the reason I said grief is that I believe we have lost maybe a myth that we held of the country, regardless of what side of the aisle we live on. We have lost an understanding of what it means to be united together as one people. And whenever we lose something, whenever there's a loss, there's grief. That's what happens in death. People have to mourn. People have to rail at God. People have to be angry. And they need the space and the permission to do that. For only through that do we transition into another place, a place that's holy. God has interrupted us. God has crossed our path, canceling our plans. Now, I'm not saying or even trying to intimate that God made the election go one way or another. That's really bad theology. But I am saying that everything that happens in our lives is infused by God. And how we respond or not is the faith piece. It's asking us to look at what matters. Asking us what is important. What is important. Which points back to the reign of Christ. If we believe the teachings of Jesus to love one another, to care for the orphan, the refugee, the outcast, the widow, the least of these, to listen with an open heart, to pray, to really pray for our enemies, we'll be ushering in the realm, the reign of Christ, in whose fullness God chose to dwell. Yes, God has interrupted our plans, calling us back to what is core, to what is essential, to where we put our trust. Remember, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. What is the main thing for you? Only you can answer that question. For me, the main thing is to treat one another with extraordinary respect, even those with whom I disagree strongly. For me, the main thing is to open my heart to those I consider the other. 
For me, the main thing is to work for justice and peace, not for some, but for all. This is our call for we who profess to follow the Christ. And this is why we baptize. This is why we baptize. Jennifer and Miles will be making a promise on behalf of their daughter, Ella. And their promise is that they will raise her in the Christian faith, hoping that one day she will take the vows that they have made for her today and make them their own. Make them her own. And each of us as a gathered community, we are given the opportunity to make a promise as well, not just on behalf of the community of 7th Avenue, but on behalf of the Ecclesia, the Church Universal Catholic around the world. This is stewardship. It's about all that we do with all that we have, our prayers, our abilities, our efforts, our finances, our love, our all. It's allowing Christ to reign in us and through us. Yes, there is a lot of work to do to heal the tear in the fabric of our national soul. And friends, again, if it's not us, who will it be? So we pray for peace. We pray for our elected officials. We speak truth in love. We advocate on behalf of those who cannot advocate for themselves. This is all ushering in the reign of Christ. And we do this first and foremost from the posture of thanksgiving. Yes, thanksgiving. Being humbled by this incredible, awesome gift that we call life. For you see, to truly transform the world and to transform our lives, it's all about giving. Whether we feel thankful or not, it's all about giving. This is where the work begins to transform the world. It's all about giving.